when you have when you have a little stuffy, whatever you call them, you can kind of drag it around with you wherever you go. It's kind of kind of comforting. There's a there's a sense of comfort that comes when you're a child, your world is big, and you come from spending nine months in the most safest, most peaceful space that a human ever experienced, and that's in the womb. That's the closest you ever get to your mother, and it's the most intimate you'll ever feel. And there's this sense of disruption, if you will, when you come out of the womb, the first thing you do is you cry and you experience all the things around you that are different, but it's a whole new world, but yet it's still in some ways a disruption. It's a disruption that opens you up to see awe and wonder. And pretty soon what is discomfort becomes a new comfort. And there's this this sense of calm that a child has when it has something like this. And, and I'm not saying that a child should carry around a teddy bear till they're 18. But I am saying that there's a period of our lives where we are drawn to comfort through something that's tangible that we can hold in our hands. And Christmas is one of those times when we experience whether our year has gone well or it's gone tough, we experience a sense of peace on earth, a sense of calm, a sense of excitement, a sense of anticipation. And hopefully everybody will have a time like we're having this morning where we can sing carols together and, and we, can, we can light candles and we can give hugs to one another and say, see you next year, next week, you know, and, and have that sense of well-being that we all feel when we're singing these songs. But there is this, this uh, sense of calm that we read about or that we sing about with the song Silent Night, which we'll be singing in a few minutes. And that, that first line where it says, all is calm, silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright. We've been singing that for 200 years. It was written by a priest who went to put together his Christmas Eve service and he loved music and Christmas Eve service wouldn't be anything without music and his organ wouldn't work. So he frantically, with just hours before the service to start, tried to figure out what he was gonna do without having an organ. And so he thought of getting this poem that he had written and put it to music. And so he got the poem and he raced and he gave it to a guy that played the guitar, just barely played the guitar, and they put it to music. And we've been singing that song for 200 years. And that, in that moment of calm, It was in a time when they'd just gotten out of a war and the economy was really tough and things weren't going well for people. But yet, in that moment, there was a spirit of calmness 
and a brightness that came because of that one song that came. Of course, that song pointed back to Jesus, the birth of Christ. And there's, there's, there's something that all of us long for. There's a, this sense of well-being, this sense of calm. And we no longer carry, as, as adults, we don't carry around teddy bears, but we have other things that we try to use to get us calm. And some of those things are really causing us harm, right? Instead of carrying a teddy bear, we carry a phone everywhere, even to the bathroom, because we don't have a time to be calm and quiet and still, even in our bed. I was wake up sometimes early in the morning, the first tendency, I want to go look and see, what time is it? Grab my phone, boom, there's messages. No calm, no calm. But we're living in a day where we can't afford to not experience calm. Because there's a calm that Jesus brings. When we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we, we're celebrating two births. We're talking about the birth of Christ 2,000 years ago and the birth of Christ inside of us that brings a calm. There's a calm that comes when you're at peace with God. There's a calm that comes when you know that this isn't all there is. Especially when the world, there's so many wars and famines and disruptions in different countries around the world, that this sense of calm comes when we connect with Jesus in a way that is unlike anything else we can connect with. It's a healthy sense of calm. Some people say that Jesus is a crutch. Oh yeah, he can be a crutch when you need a crutch. He can be peace when you need peace. He can bring hope. He can bring a sense of calm and well-being when you draw up from him. In the book of John, there's a passage in John 14. Let's pull it up on the screen. Jesus said this, he says, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Very simple scripture, but he says a lot there. He's leaving them with peace because he was leaving at the time he was speaking this, he was about to leave the planet to leave their presence. But he's leaving them with a sense of peace. They didn't know that. They didn't know that that sense of peace was gonna come through the Holy Spirit that would be with them everywhere that they went. And he says, I'm giving you a peace, not like the world gives peace. The world gives peace through temporary relief. The world gives peace by waiting for everything to be just perfect. And to be right, the world gets peace with fighting and wars. The world gets peace by staying angry and staying away from people. That's the world's peace. But you know what? God's peace is not like the world's. Jesus' peace 
comes from the inside. It's not something that you carry with you on the outside. It's something you carry with you in the heart. At this Christmas season, as a pastor, my desire is for you to have that sense of calm, that sense of peace, knowing that things are right with God. If things aren't right with you and God, I pray that this Christmas Eve service, when we light our candles in just a moment, that that candle would reflect you bowing your knee to the Lord and allowing him to come on the inside and bring that sense of calm. You know what happens when you get a sense of calm? You start becoming more bright. There's a brightness about you because there's a hope that lies within you. You know, every day on social media or in the news media, we see all kinds of reports of things that just make us shake our heads. And they can cause anxiety or fear or cause us to panic and worry for our kids and for our grandkids. But you know, there's a peace that surpasses all understanding. And when you get a hold of that peace that surpasses all understanding, it overrules those things. Because even though you know all of those things are going on, you know that God will direct your steps. And you also know that this is not the only thing that is here. In fact, the greatest thing awaits us. So even the worst things that could happen on earth only set us up for the best thing that will ever happen to us. Make sense? So that's why we have a hope that the world does not have a hope for. So I'd like to propose something to you today. That if you actually carry that sense of calm within your soul, I pray that you would allow God's light to shine out of you this Christmas and for the rest of this year. Obviously for the rest of the life, but let's just take a year as a goal to allow this year to be the brightest year in the darkest season possibly that you've ever lived in. A lot of us have family friends that are going through really difficult challenges. And you've had to hold them up through the years. And maybe you've held them up through the last couple of weeks. I know my wife, her, her mom is just really struggling. She's 90 years old and she's in the hospital and we just don't know how much longer she'll be with us. And that, that is a challenging time. Some of you have family members that are addicts or estranged from the family. You have businesses that are struggling or you have health issues and you have people that are living lives that are self-destructing themselves. And as a person that has the spirit of calm inside of you, you can then allow your brightness to shine in such a way that you give them hope and that you can draw them to Jesus himself. Let's look at this scripture in Matthew chapter five, it says that Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. There's something that happens 
when we allow God's light to burn deep within us. When we allow God's light to shine on the inside of us that helps illuminate our pathway forward, it overflows to other people and gives them hope as well. Some of you are here today and today will be the day that you decide to let your light shine for the whole world to see. When I was in Africa, we would walk at night down these trails on the remote villages. And the people in their mud homes with the thatch roofs and no electricity, they would light candles and they'd put them in the windowsill so that not only the house would light up, but the path outside their house would light up too. So that others that were walking through, because they would walk through the different homes to get to the places that they had to go to. And it was a courtesy to light that candle, not just for yourself, but light it for others. Folks, if we're gonna be Christians in this day and age, our light must do something more than light up our own world. It must light up more than our home. It must light up more than your marriage. It needs to light your marriage up and it needs to light your family up and it needs to light your ways of doing business and all these things. But we need to light and put our candle in a way that people can see it and it draws them in. And so, Tonight, as we sing Silent Night and we talk about all is calm and all is bright, I want to ask every single one of you to get somebody in your mind. If you'd stand up to your feet right now with your candles. I would like you to get somebody in your mind that you know that you know needs your light. Would you just close your eyes and look within? Well, I guess maybe we should start with this. How's your life? How's it going? How are things working for you? Are you doing this all on your own? Are you trying to get through your struggles by yourself? without the help of the one that is the source of all light? Is it time? Is it time that you open yourself up to the light that Jesus has to offer? A forgiveness that says, hey, the past is the past. Let's decide what the future is going to look like. Is this your time? Is tonight or today your time? To allow the light of God to come into your soul? If so, when your candle gets lit, may this candle and that light represent the light of your soul. For those of you that you feel like it's burning, 
you feel like the light is here? How about the decision to let that light overflow to somebody else? Who is that person in your family, your relationships, your neighbors, your coworkers, people from school? Who is that person that God puts on your, your heart? And so as I light this candle, 